0: talk some dc sports on the sports huddle here in the capital city of the commonwealth of virginia we go to the nation's capital to do that from wtlp radio sports he is dave Preston who joins us this afternoon how you been dave i'm doing great bob how are you today was uh, summer good and kind to you and i hate to use that in the past tense but it kind of is already
1: Well, and especially for those of us who cover college football or the NFL, Mm -hmm. it really does end early August. I think it was Mark Schlereth uh, who once said, August is the Sunday of summer. And he's so accurate because Mm -hmm. we are really kind of marking time until Labor Day when the Spiders, the Terrapins, uh, James Madison, UVA, Virginia Tech get underway, and then it's the Burgundy and Gold the following Sunday.
0: I was going to start with the Burgundy and Gold, but what are the Terps going to be like this day, This year, Dave? we haven't we haven't really focused on them at all yet this preseason. What I think is
1: interesting is that Coach Mike Loxley went to the Big Ten Media Day and said, we expect to compete for a championship. It's one thing to say that in your own locker room. It's another thing to say that in front of everyone, in front of all the bright lights. He knows that he has a special team. Specifically, he knows he has a very special quarterback. Talia Tungavailo enters his fourth year as a starter. You don't see that in major college football these days. Guys, even the best ones are there... Three, maybe oh yeah, three years tops as a starter. Because if they're great, they're off to the NFL after two or three seasons, or they're transferring somewhere else. So he has a he has he has a special quarterback. He has some good skill position guys. Roman Hemby almost rushed for a thousand yards last season. Uh, Jay Sean Jones, if you remember him from 2018, the guy who scored three times against Texas, the first three times he touched the ball, if I believe. So there are some special players. The big question for Maryland, as it feels like every year, how good will the offensive line be? Because you don't microwave an offensive line they got to be slow roasted they lost four starters to graduation last year so that's going to be a concern once you get into the teeth of Big Ten play and defensively can they get an effective pass rush they do have three defensive backs coming back from last year who started so the defense should be better. It's in the second season under Brian Williams, the coordinator. The question is, will they be able to mount a serious pass rush and stop the run? And can the the offensive line keep uh, Talia Tangavailoa upright?
0: Uh, they get into the teeth of Big Ten play on September 23rd at Michigan State, uh, which, by the way, the right. week before, they have quite the contest against the Richmond Spiders. So we're going to rough them up a little bit for the Maryland Terrapins. So I'm looking for I'm looking I'd
1: expect for... nothing less, <laughs> nothing less. We'll see spider bites
0: all over the Spartans. And we're bringing home a big check in addition to whatever happens on the field that day. But yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll leave the radio booth in good shape for Johnny Holiday, who I guess would, would probably be there to, to follow us the following week. But my, my point in all that, Dave, is before they get to that, the week before they have a good old-fashioned ACC showdown with the Virginia Cavaliers on a Friday night in College Park, which leads me to this question. Of all the myriad of stories, millions of stories that have been out there about conference realignment, I finally stumbled on one that said, in the next couple of years, wouldn't it be great If things fell apart and Maryland wound up back in the ACC, because life in the Big Ten hasn't been anything like life in the ACC. Would you agree with that? Where do you think Maryland is in all of this, where they land in conference realignment in the Big Ten and what the Big Ten is doing now, and do they miss the ACC?
1: Oh, and the phrase is, what good is it for a man to earn a kingdom yet lose his soul? And I'm sure I'm butchering some verse right there, but you look at what Maryland has done, what Rutgers has done, what Nebraska did a decade ago. Yes, they're cashing Big Ten checks, but they're, you lose part of yourself, part of your soul. You lose 50 years of rivalry, 60 years of rivalry, so where you've played these schools Constantly, the series with Virginia, the series with the Carolina schools, even the non-conference schedule that they had set up with West Virginia. They weren't in the same league, but they still played one another regularly enough. And when they joined the Big Ten, a lot of that disappeared. And I think... Yes, they're, they're a lot, well Yeah, they're able to avoid a lot of the economic ills that were incurred by uh, Debbie Yao and her people 15, 20 years ago, Mm -hmm. but they lost a part of what it meant to be a Maryland fan, and yes they're going to move on, yes, there's a generation of kids who don't even remember when Maryland was in the a c c The recruits who are coming to Maryland now don't recall the big battles with the Hokies and the Cavaliers and wake forest and and, and Clemson, you know, for goodness sake, but it, it's it, like I said, with the offensive line, it can't be microwaved, it has to be slow roasted. Your conference identity really. Can't be microwaved, and they're tr- they've tried to do that. I think what really hurt Maryland was without a travel partner going with them from the AC t- ACC to the Big Ten, it's made it that much tougher because do they really identify with Rutgers? No, they kind of try to identify with Penn State, but Penn State they, they they don't feel as though they should be on anyone's level at all. They feel they're unrivaled. That's what their media guide said a few years ago <laughs> with eight, with USC and UCLA joining the Big Ten in tandem, and Oregon and Washington doing the same, at least you, yes, they're joining different leagues, but at least they kind of say, hey, you know what, we were in the same neighborhood, we're moving into a different club, but at least I know these three other people, and I've dealt with them for the last 70 years. Maryland didn't have that benefit. Uh, They hadn't played Penn State in ages and didn't have – those relationships that they had with UVA. It'd be great to see regionalized conferences again and schools that were within three hours playing one another regularly. But unfortunately, that ship has sailed. And uh, to quote uh, one of my favorite books, the Cloud Atlas, the weak are the meat that the strong do eat. And just like the ACC picked the flesh off the Big East 20 years ago, the Big Ten, did the same to the ACC, and somebody's coming, going to come knocking on Clemson's door at some point in time. Yeah.
0: Absolutely, you have really been in a uh, poetically romantic uh, state of mind today, Dave. I really like it. You've been pulling out. It's
1: some... the pool. It's the pool. It's. It's. I know that there are. We're, I'm almost down to single digits of pool availability, and so I'm soaking up the sun as much as I can.
0: I like it. Uh, with a drink in hand, I hope. Whatever that, that might be, whatever uh, suits your taste, whatever that might be. And, and I mean, I only bring that up because every it's far-fetched, but everything has been far-fetched, and we've seen far-fetched actually happen as far as conference realignment is concerned. It's so that kind of only way I bring it up, and I will say, I just scrolled through Maryland's uh, schedule, uh, you got Penn State and Michigan at home for the Terps, so the fan base should be out in droves. They should have nothing to complain about from that standpoint to get both those teams in college park this year
1: very good chance for maryland to be 5-0 and when they go to ohio state which mm. you know they it's it, mm-hmm. it's one thing it's one thing to you know have a great season and maryland is has strived for great seasons but you can't discount starting the season 5-0 and or 4-1 and and really having having the fan bases You know, fired up as possible. Again, Maryland's a basketball school, so it's, their football fan base has been very fair weather over the years. Mm -hmm. But to see hopefully some excitement surrounding the the product that's going to be out on the field. Again, Talia Tungavaloa, one of the, just an exciting quarterback. He's already set career and season records for Maryland and to get him back for one last season is a real blessing.
0: All right, let's move around the DMV. We gotta maneuver around all that traffic up there. But but let's maneuver up to Ravens commanders joint practices the past couple of days. Um what have you kind of learned or gleaned from that? We all think they're really cool to do these things. We know there's gonna be the skirmishes, those happened yesterday and a little bit more um today. But what have from what you've seen, heard, gleaned, have have you taken uh, from these joint practices before they play the Monday night game at FedEx.
1: Well, they're talking chippiness. It's almost yeah. it's the equivalent of when and when they uh, the Capitals made their new coaching hire this year. If you had taken a shot for every time someone had said organization, you would have you know <laughs> hit the floor before the end of the first yeah. minutes. Same with chippiness, Coach Ron Rivera. That was that was almost and everyone talking about chippiness and it's it's going to happen. Uh, you wish that it didn't. You wish that these guys were a little more mature, but again, these cats are 20-something dudes who are very physical in a very high-charged, emotional game, so there's going to be some spillover. Uh, is, is, is this team great because they're getting into scuffles because they're standing up for their teammates? Maybe not necessarily. Are they absolute buffoons because they can't Hold their tempers in check. No, not really. But what I like about these controlled scrimmages is that you really have, you really do have a chance to evaluate your players and against other, uh, it's more of, it gives you more of a sample a size of what this player can do as opposed to just. Doing in random plays during a preseason game that you really can't control. You, you you can cook up different scenarios and cook up situations where you can see different guys in that you want to see them in that you might not be able to see your tight end who's on the bubble in third down passing situations on the goal line level. You know, you can do that this week. And I think moving forward when the NFL eventually gets to its 18th regular season game, they knock out a preseason game. They give Mm -hmm. everybody one home preseason game and they go away somewhere and they wind up using maybe two or three of these controlled scrimmages and the NFL will find a way to make money off of that.
0: Yeah, uh, Most coaches like it. There there are a few holdouts that, that don't like right. it, certainly. And as, as you said, they can, can kind of control what they see and yet get some live action. I think for a team like Washington, that is particularly helpful. Maybe not even as much for, for Baltimore. But when you have a young quarterback like Sam Howe and you can put him in certain situations with an opposing team yet be controlled, I think that does help a team like Washington, Dave.
1: And and so much is reactive defensively, especially in training camp. The old uh, adage is that the defense is always ahead of the offense the first couple weeks of training camp because they know what plays are going to be run. They have a a basic idea. When you're doing these controlled scrimmages, Ravens defense, they really don't know what Washington is trying to do and vice versa. So you're really testing Sam Howell. You're really trying to figure out, okay, is he able to do what is necessary? And also can his offensive line – keep him standing up. Uh, one of the problems last season, Bob, was that they, they brought in Carson Wentz, a guy who was your classic five- to seven-step drop guy, unloaded. He's got the great arm, and they couldn't use him. Because they had just a uh, they had uh, you know a sloppy job for an offensive line, and it's it's it was akin to you know driving you know a, a, a Ferrari you know on on a dirt road or you know or like the worst possible or the streets of Washington D.C., which is which is a hodgepodge of macadam, and one hopes that the offensive line and game plans will be more suited to Sam Howell this year than last year was with uh, Carson Wentz.
0: Hey, um, a couple things to bring up kind of off the field that I don't normally go in this direction, but I wonder if you could kind of tie this together. So there was an announcement today that the commander signed a new corporate partnership, uh, a pretty big deal with, with Verizon. I won't mention it a million times because they're not a sponsor of ours, but but it did happen today. Dave, can you kind of connect the dots there between things like that happening and the Josh Harris ownership group that some of these corporate sponsors and partners would have never touched the commanders with with Daniel Snyder and that this is yet another uh, step in the right direction as they kind of cleanse things uh, for the commanders.
1: Well, I think this whole cleansing situation has been from the top down, not just the corporate sponsors, but the fan base, the people who would never go to training camp or just they've given up buying gear while Dan Snyder is the owner. And it, it you gets a cut of that, no matter how big or small. It is morning again in America up here in Burgundy and Gold Nation. The people are believing again. People are excited about this team. People are cheering Josh Harris whenever he shows up. Uh, uh, at at, at, uh, at practice and things of, of that vein, people are thanking him uh, for you know buying the team. And who knows how good or bad an owner he is going to be for this team, but he is better than what was here before. And uh, on many levels, from a PR standpoint, let's see how well he does in potentially getting this team back in the district where they belong or getting a decent stadium deal. Let's see what he does as far as uh, setting a football operation up that uh, he doesn't micromanage like a previous uh, owner or a lot of owners who are still in the league do. But this guy can, unless he does a lot of really stupid things, and I know a lot of NFL owners and what they're capable of, so all bets are off, but unless things go really awry by this guy and he seems to know what he's doing, uh, he's going to have a huge blank check for the first couple of years as far as goodwill from the fan base and from the local uh, businesses.
0: So uh, wrap it up. From a PR standpoint, um, you know, this doesn't mean winning and this doesn't mean a new stadium, which are the two most important things in my mind that they can do. Could they really bring the Redskins name back? I mean, uh, that petition is out there. I think it's got like 100,000 signatures on it. Some Native American groups have said, yes, you can, <clears throat> you can bring it back. Could they really walk that back as part of this PR coup of Josh Harrison group? I don't think you can. I don't think you can
1: because – Dartmouth has never gone back to the Indians. Miami yeah. University in uh, Ohio has never gone yeah. back to the Redskins. See, I think once you cross that bridge and say, we can't do this, you, you, you can't go back and say, you know what? It was really not that offensive you know, to, to begin with. We just it was, it was It was an accounting error on our part. Uh, yeah. I, I, I was I to know that uh, I was going to change the name. I, I think – Maybe they maybe in five to ten years they look into changing the name from to something else. Now I know there are rules that you can't rebrand and change a team name. I, I don't know the particulars in the NFL. I think the I think the key is for this team isn't necessarily obviously the stadium is important, the winning is important. Uh, the name I don't think is as important as customer service. I think mm-hmm. that fans until there's a product that they can really get behind. As far as a winning, a double-digit victory team playing in Landover, you need to have a good customer experience, and that's from the moment you arrive at the parking lot and aren't being gouged to not having to deal with unruly uh, fans who have been drinking since 6 a.m. to dealing with a decent uh, cell phone reception inside the stadium and... Uh, good uh, you know, lines at the concessions and things of that vein. You, you, people need to feel a value in their ticket beyond just watching a football game. And whether or not the team's called the Commanders, the Redskins, the Dipsy Kickers, or the uh, the Washington Dave Prestons, <laughs> I think the, the, there's a, a lot of other fish to fry for them at this point.
0: That's the winner right now, the Washington Dave Prestons. I'm in on that. It's I'll good. sign that petition. I'll sign that one. All right, Dave. Plus, I, if
1: they go back to the Redskins, how? What am I going to do with my Comic Commanders song that I've, <laughs> yeah. I've, I've tried to? It's 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 not catching. It's it's like fetch in that movie uh, Mean Girls. It, fetch yeah. is never going to happen, and I have a feeling Comic Commanders won't either.
0: Well, that's why we we'll go back to Redskins. No, yep, no better reason. Than that. All right. Dave, thanks. It was a lot of fun today. We'll uh we'll catch up another time and uh talk some more DC sports with you.
1: Good luck in East Lansing.
0: Yeah, and elsewhere, thank you, Dave. Man, that was a good conversation. Appreciate it, Dave, on the on the Maryland front. I really didn't even have that on my on my checklist with Dave today, but I thought that was some really interesting talk about, you know, the Maryland football program as Dave said, it's a basketball school. Don't forget that in a football-based conference in the uh In the Big Ten. Uh, Really interesting stuff. All right, final break for you. We'll come back on the other side and uh, wrap it up for a Wednesday afternoon. Sports Huddle 1061 ESPN.